everyone, and welcome to the Awkward Girl Pod Adventures, episode 42, Married at First Sight. We're talking about the Atlanta season 12. I'm doing this show solo this time, so we're just going to jump right into it. I'm going to talk about, you know, a couple of things center around the month of April. April is Autism Awareness Month. Also, Financial Literacy Month. And I have some great tips from Lakeisha Landers. She was on the episode in season one about financial wellness. So if you want to pause here and go back and listen to that great episode, she gave some gems. And so this um, I want to share because I wish I had this information, which they don't share with us in school, how to create wealth for your kids. And she gave seven easy ways to do so. So I'm going to share those with you. Also, I'm going to post them on the Awkward Girl Pod Instagram page as well so you can have them because they're easy to do. And whenever I have kids, I'm definitely going to implement um, some of them so we can um, we got to start setting our kids up to be more financial, you know, wealthy and have more education around it. Because I didn't learn about stocks and bonds and anything until like after college honestly you know and I think that's you know was late in life for me but now I'm on it I have my stocks you know I have my savings so I'm gonna get right into the seven tips that she shared with me she suggests that you open a high yield savings account with which is an account that earns higher interest rates than your traditional um, banks buy a U.S. treasury bond invest in CDs purchase stock and grow it, start a small business around a craft or talent, open a custodial Roth IRA with no money down, the maximum you can invest annually is $6,000, make a uh, real estate investment in the child's name. You know, so it's, she also noted that, remember, it is important that the child fully comprehends the financial decisions being made and why. It is imperative to educate in order to continue the practice and create generational wealth. Excellent. Exactly. So I'm going to post those as well so you can have those because I think I want to, you know, I don't think I have a Roth IRA for myself. I want to look into some other stuff. But yeah, I'm into to try to create generational wealth also april is distracted to can't even talk distracted drivers awareness month i think i said that right triple a has provided a couple tips to drive safe which we should be doing anyway because i think it's a a law in atlanta now if you have your phone in your hand you get fined like fifty dollars or more or i forgot the increments like one time is fifty dollars and then i I forget the increments of if you get a second or third occurrence but you know the top three distractions in your car are cell phone use in vehicle technology and passengers in the vehicle so they advise to pay attention and just stay focused on the road keep your hands on the wheel and stay focused i know it is you know simple but i see still every day i was driving the day folks had their phones in their hands and it's pouring down in atlanta today so yes just continue to drive safe and just you know put the phone down or put it in you know the holder that you're supposed to have and also i think that's it for my my April awareness 
I'm going to jump right into the things that's going on around Atlanta because I take a two-week break last month at the end of March. So I didn't really do too much. I want to really focus on me and rest and try to rejuvenate and reset before quarter two start. I took a social media break, which was great because it is very tedious to run several you know, accounts on IG and Twitter and, you know, I just wanted to connect with life and just be focused and not have to worry about my phone and I wanted to decrease my screen time. So the thing that I went to last month was um, at the West Side, what was that? West Side Cultural Art, because we have so many things. I was going to say West Side Provisions, but I went there afterwards. But it is um, West Side Cultural Art Center. And they have Bringing Rome to Atlanta. They have the 16 Chapel set up, which I toured. And now I have to go to Rome once COVID is over because I want to see the 16 Chapel in real life now. You know, they it's like a mock-up. So they have a lot of what well, they have majority of all of the art blown up so you can see it in detail. And they have like a nice little educational video that you can watch. So that's something that you can kind of do. I have that posted on my Instagram on It's Arkita, if you want to take a look at a couple of the things that I, I I saw when I was there and I saved some in my highlights as well. Also, April 14th through the 18th is Atlanta International Auto Show at the Congress Center. You know, I'm thinking about trying to go out there early one day because this is something that I used to go to every year and I love going to it. You know, primarily me and my dad used to go. I'm going to see if he, you know, probably want to go, but... That's something that's going on as well. And of course, if you follow me on It's Arkita, I'll be posting some other things that's coming around the city, um, I think before the end of the month. So just follow me there so I can keep you in the loop because I'm still being very cautious on the places that I go. I am one shot in on my Pfizer vaccine, which thankfully I didn't have any side effects. I felt fine. Um, the only thing that I did have was soreness on the injection site, which um, went away within a day. So I have my second shot coming in up on the 22nd, and I'm just going to do the same thing that I did before. I was hydrated. I already take zinc and vitamin C and vitamin D already. I ate a good breakfast before I went, and I ate lunch after I got the shot, and I was fine. So, you know, I'll definitely keep you guys posted once I get that second shot because I know a lot of people were talking about, you know, the second shot is what take you out. But I definitely keep you guys posted on that. So we're going to go ahead and get into this Married at First Sight talk because I have a lot to say and I'm not going to try to take up a lot of your time. But I kind of feel somewhat responsible well, not responsible, but I did encourage people to apply for this season because the producers reached out to me and let me know. Of course, they were coming back to Atlanta and they was looking for singles. And so I put it on my social media and I hope no one, uh, you know, applied because I'm really disgusted about this season. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, honestly, I feel like the background work really wasn't done. And when I mean the background work, I'm going to go ahead and just start off with the obvious for Paige and Chris. Chris was engaged twice, and we didn't even find that out through the professionals. We found out that through a personal friend 
So I'm just trying to figure out what kind of screening did they put these couples through because, you know, for people to be compatible, they need to know their whole history. And he really wasn't honest on his screening because he knew that he slept with his ex-fiance before this this thing, meeting up with her. So he was not in a mind space to be getting in a relationship, well, in a marriage to any, getting married at first sight to anyone because he never closed the door or to to move forward. You know, my my issue with Paige and Chris is I, I, I honestly believe wholeheartedly that she has to be in some kind of contract obligation because it's no way that she should have endured all of this turmoil because as women, I feel that we often sacrifice ourselves for wanting to be in a marriage. And we have to know our limits and know to walk away from things that are not healthy. You know, Chris really wasn't inviting at all. You know, I really wish that, you know, she wasn't intimate with him. She was really vulnerable with her him. And he just took all of that for granted. And it's just... I'm just so fed up with the whole their whole situation. And I know that contracts are involved, and I know she probably had to see the whole process through, but I, I wish a lot of this had not played out on national television because a lot of the things that he said is so disheartening and very disgusting and disrespectful because it's always the guys that's mediocre and, that, you know, that wants to talk about physical attributes. Because the reason that they were matched and they were compatible, definitely on paper. And if, you know, he could, Paige is not an ugly woman. And Chris is not even that memorable. You know, it's the fact that he said on this last episode that all the out of all of the men, million women in Atlanta, they chose her. They chose her because she was a woman of stuff, substance. She has, a, you know, a religious background. She has a foundation. She has a good job. She had a lot. She has a lot of things going for herself. And the fact that he blatantly said that he didn't like her face, like, baby, I guess he doesn't look in the mirror. And it's it's crazy to me that he would say that because he's not even attractive enough for me to even remember him. You know, he went to my church and I had my homegirl had to make me had to like really drill down scenarios so I can remember who he was because he wasn't even someone that I would have even remembered if he wasn't on the show. So, you know, I just wish and I just hope that there's some kind of therapy for Paige. And honestly, Chris needs it too. So she wasn't, she won't internalize this because as women, that's what we do. We internalize other people's behavior. And, you know, and I know it's kind of hard telling her not to because, you know, she did get married at first sight. She was all in. But she cannot internalize manipulative behavior, selfish behavior, because he was only worried about himself. You know what I'm saying? He was never straight up with her. The fiancé didn't even want him back, and she made that clear. But, you know, it's just it's just wild. I just honestly have questions for the experts as to what kind of research and background check that they do for the people that come onto their show now because it's a lot of hidden things about Chris that came out from people that was close to him that should have been discovered and he she really shouldn't have been picked for Paige. Some, she deserved someone better. It's just wild to me that she's going through this whole experience. 
So, but he is just basura trash. And I probably said it wrong in Spanish, but you know what I mean. He's just trash all over. And I think I want to talk about Clara and Ryan next because this is another troubling couple for me because Ryan has never told anybody that he loves them in a relationship. And Clara is like, you know, she's already 10 toes down after, I don't know, 30 days it's been. And I just, you know, for, for me, I understand she wants him to be able to say it. It's just like she's pressing too much and worried about the love because love is a verb. And it's clear that Ryan is trying to get to know her as a person because they were strangers. And, you know, you cannot rush physical intimacy. And that's what's bothering me with her, too, because she's so, so concerned on them having sex when and that's going to come when it comes. And he's actually trying to actually build a relationship with her. Like, she, well, I don't know what's not clicking. Like, y'all were definitely strangers. Y'all met at the altar. So I understand, you know, why Ryan is, you know, doing the pace that he is because he married someone completely that he did not know. And, you know, it, what my thing is, and I think they need to have more counseling because it's like a lot of conversations that I they need to have because instead of Clara automatically trying to write him write him off about not saying she's I think she said like in six months if he doesn't say it you know she's gonna be out why she's not trying to deep dive and see you know why hasn't he been able to say you know the love word in relation in his past relationship because it may be some hidden trauma it may be some some hidden things. That, you know, he may not be, you know, wanted to talk about or anything, especially being on national TV. But I just think it's some essential conversations that are not being had. And, you know, I, it may be how they're filming it or whatever. But I really think that really deep conversations need to be had so they can get more in line because she's more concerned about the physical and he's more concerned about learning her as a person so he can be a better husband. And I'm not sure that she's missing that because sex is not everything. You can have sex and still have a horrible relationship. And I wish I could tell Clara that, like, pause on the sex. Like, she's ready just to, to write off that their, their relationship. And, but shout out to my homegirl, though. She was you know, or there for her yoga level three yoga. She facilitated the the couple's yoga session. So shout out to my homegirl. I'm so proud of her and her company being featured. That was probably the only positive thing from their segment that I had to share that my homegirl was on there and her business was out across millions. But yeah, I just wish, you know, they do meet with the experts and everything, but I'm not seeing like the hardcore therapy and like marriage counseling that would be needed for someone to make a decision in eight weeks, at least for me. And I also don't know what happens off of camera either. So I'm just going to put that disclaimer. But for the next couple, Haley and Jacob, and you know, I can't, this one here kind of just, I'm, I'm praying for them because I really want it to work because there is the age gap between Haley and Jacob. And I don't understand again, why, you know, the experts per se will 
put them together because he's 38 and she's like 28 or 20 something. She's in a, she's a 20 something. So she was born in the nineties. He was born in the eighties. And so the things there is like that, that kind of age gap or, you know, life gap where the things that he grew up on that he thought were cool. She has no earthly ideal about it because she wasn't even born. And so that is like the least of their issues, but it's just like, I don't know again why the expert would think they were compatible because they're not. They might have looked good on paper, but the age difference, that's something that they could have been in consideration as well because Jacob has, okay, I looked it up. There is a 10-year difference. He's 38, she's 28. So he's my age. So I, I totally get like the things he's talking about and the things that he grew up on. She has no earthly idea because she wasn't born. And, you know, I feel for him because he's like kind of at the same place in life I am. He's tired of dating. He wants children. You know, he knows that he's not getting any younger. So, you know, he wants to really want to make this work. But he has his own insecurities, once again, that I don't think he was dealt out before coming on to the show because he was accusing Haley of, you know, certain behaviors that she wasn't doing, accusing her of having, you know, boyfriends or something else, you know, certain stuff. I can't even remember now because that happened earlier. But if you watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. So I just feel like, in my opinion, they could have did better with the therapy or counseling straight off when they got matched and got married because, a lot of people, you know, I'm working through a lot of, you know, unresolved issues before I decide to really try to date again so I won't have baggage. But I don't know if they screen these people well enough, which also I understand that they have to do things to make good TV. So I'm just going to go to the last couple and ultimately my my uh, my favorite. And I'm rooting for them. Brianna and Vincent, I'm rooting for them. You know, and it's just like and they're they're closer in age. They're, she's 28. He's 27. I love it. Their chemistry is there. They're compatible. But once again, you know, now they're starting to talk in this previous episode about kids. You know, she doesn't want to have kids as soon or possibly not at all. And he definitely wants kids. And so I'm just like in the selection process, you know, when they're doing the compatibility, did they not see that? You know, why would you match them and marry them at first sight when you you know that she has strongly possibility that she might not want to have kids? Because, you know, as women, our body goes through changes and she says she has high blood pressure. So that's another thing that is another concern when you're carrying a kid and other health reasons. So and I'm pretty sure that was one of the questions on the questionnaire when you had to fill out. Do you want kids? And he's definitely want kids. And so, like, that was another little, oh, no, I do got one more couple. I forgot about Virginia and Eric Lloyd, but we, we're going to get them. But back to Brianna and um, Vincent. But, yeah, I'm rooting for them because they have good chemistry. I just think if they had the right sort of counseling, they would be able to better talk through the little hiccups that they have, you know, come across on the show. And I, I know that everything, you know, they have to make good TV, but, like, this is people's personal lives, ultimately, because they are really married, and they have to make a decision in a couple of weeks if they're going to stay together or not. And who wants to, you know, 
get a divorce after you be, you you know signed up for this process, you invested emotionally and everything. So you know, okay. And the last couple, Virginia and Eric. This one is kind of uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about them because Eric is thirty four, Virginia is twenty six. Virginia still got that party party girl, you know, mentality like we all did when we was in our twenties. And you know, she likes to drink. She likes to still go out and Eric not so much because he's been married before and he knows what he wants. He knows he's ready to to move into, you know, a house with her and start his family and not so much with her. So that's why I was just like, I feel by looking at prior seasons, you know, the compatibility here is I don't know. They did a so-so job because a lot of the couples are, you know, not on the same line with kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, the previous episodes, I mean, excuse me, seasons that I watched, most of them, um, except, uh, what was that? I think Bennett and Amelia, I'm not sure. I think they were kind of iffy on the kids. But, like, Woody and Imani and, you know, everyone else was kind of on the same page when they had the kid conversations. So it's just like, did y'all just skimp because y'all came to Atlanta and y'all just wanted to have some sort of drama between each of the couples? Because we only really have, what, one and a half solid couple out of the five. Brianna and Vincent and Virginia and Eric is kind of a question mark. I'm still worried about Paige and Chris. Def- well, there's no more of them. But Clara and Ryan and Haley and Jacob don't know what their decision is going to be on decision day. But... I will be tuned in. I guess this is, you know, one of my guilty pleasures that I watch because I don't watch that much uh, reality TV. I try to let this be my little guilty kind of pleasure. But, yep, that's all I had. Um, I just want to talk about that because I've, I've been having some mixed feelings about this season of Married at First Sight. I really have... Like, I really wish I can, I might can tweet out some of my thoughts of what I think they could do better in the the upcoming seasons because this was trash to me. How they did Paige and how they made her do this, you know, I really wish they would let that girl out of her contract because I'm sure that's the only reason she have been entertaining the antics that Chris have done thus far. But we're going to keep watching. You know, we got a couple more episodes, I think, until, you know, uh, Decision Day. And, you know, we're going to talk about uh, probably on the next episode uh, next month about what has panned out. But that's all I have for that. And let's go ahead and bring in, you know, Young Draw. I'm going to need that for my outro because, I, you know, I don't have really my profound thing to say like I always say. But I'm going to tell you what you can listen to and write a review on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, CastBox, Podcast Addict, and Speaker. You know, I would really be gracious if y'all could leave me a review, you know, to help me. And also, y'all can send your questions or concerns to awkwardgirlpod at gmail.com. And, you know, I don't even have anything really to say that's going to be like, you know, I always have like the positive affirmation of anything. You know, the weather is turning here in Atlanta and, you know, I'm finally, you know, in a good space. I'm all healed up 
You know, I ain't even really tried to be no, you know, I tried to little online dating and that didn't work for me. And a lot of other my homegirls, it didn't work for them either. So, you know what we're going to do this summer? We're going to be outside. So, you know, if y'all want to be outside with us, we I got my bike. You know, her name is Rose. She made an appearance on Instagram not too long ago. And I'm getting the scooter. So I'll be uh, all up and down the little belt, belt line, you know. I'm outside. I'm going to be, you know, dog calling, a.k.a. cat calling like they do the ladies. I'm going to be like, hey, little daddy. You know, hey, blue shorts. Hey, hey, you got a girlfriend? Do she let you have friends? That's going to be me <laughs> all summer 2021 because my goal for this summer is to enjoy life, enjoy my friends, and just be outside and getting this good vitamin D. I'm healed up. You know, if God sees that I need to have a relationship, you know, the right one can come on and step in. But I'm about to be outside, so you better catch me while you can. You know, good luck. You know, may the best man win. You know, whoever that may be. But I'm finna be out here. Me and my homegirls, we already got the little itinerary for the summer. You know, one of my homegirls, her birthday is around Memorial Day. You know, I'm a 4th of July baby. You know, well, my birthday's on Ju July 3rd, but, you know, always. That's my whole little weekend, so... You know, you're going to have to catch me if you can. But this concludes episode 42. And, you know, I'll see you guys next month. And continue to wear your mask, wash your hands, and stay that six-foot distance. Even though, you know, we ain't got no restrictions. But please have your personal ones. And I love you all. Mwah. Next time.